Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to another tier list here on Star Wars Lads. You all voted in our tier list poll and you picked for the month of April. And I think fittingly so. Star Wars video games. We will be ranking Star Wars video games. Done this tier list once before, but it was me by myself. And it was way back when our channel was pretty new. As we venture here closer to Jedi Survivor, it is only a couple weeks away as of the release of this video. So we're anticipating that and we can't wait to dive into that game. We will be streaming it actually on our channel and we will be reviewing it as well. So make sure you're sticking around with Star Wars Lads for all your favorite Star Wars video game content. And if you're not voting in the polls for our Star Wars video game March movie madness type bracket, we are doing, we do brackets every single month on our community tab. And this month, the theme is video games as we venture towards Jedi Survivor. So we're happy that all of this stuff is kind of aligning. Liking the video, subscribing to our channel, commenting below letting us know what you think of our rankings and what your rankings would be. Give us your top five, top 10. We usually have a pretty specific order. We like to go in release order. We like to go in alphabetical order sometimes. This is the most random order we've ever done for a tier list. We're starting with Super Star Wars. I combined all of them here, Super Star Wars Trilogy. These were the kind of <laughs> retellings of the original three movies on the Super Nintendo. They're action platformers. They're actually really fun. They are very hard. I'm terrible at, at action platformers. So for what they are, I, I would say B. I haven't actually played it myself, but people love it if they get good at it. I agree with B. It, it, it seems fun if you're good at these games, but otherwise, eh. So our next game is probably one of the most iconic of the 90s, and it's TIE Fighter. The story behind it is quite decent still. Uh, people who really wanted to get a lot of that Empire storyline. Empire aren't the baddies. The Empire did no wrong, right? This was your best way of feeling like you're in command. I think Legacy alone, I'd put it like an A-, minus, but I, I can see maybe a B. I'd put it an A tier. I think it is... It's still one of the better Star Wars flight simulation games. It does have Grand Admiral Thrawn in this game. It's Darth Vader has a lot of the cool Empire stuff. With how much it cemented itself as like kind of the granddaddy of Star Wars flight simulation games, even if X-Wing came first, I would put it in A. But next, let's yeah. talk about Rogue Squadron, which is the first of the Rogue Squadron series. There were three games made exclusively for Nintendo consoles. I believe they all got ported to PC eventually. This one came out for Nintendo 64. It's a great game. I love Rogue Squadron. I am more of a fan of the arcade style flight simulation. What I mean by that is like, it's not super realistic. The ships cut and turn and speed up really fast. Not more like Star Wars would be if you're watching the films. This game is super good. It's it's harder than the other two for sure. I would put this one in A. I think I'd put it after TIE Fighter, but I think this is the second best of the three X-Wing games, and I really love uh, the Rogue Squadron series. No, I'd agree with A as well. The formula was started here. The graphics for the time are incredible, but also we had like the X-Wing books, the Rogue Squadron books, that people are invested in a lot of these characters that do show up here. White Antilles is a huge focus in those books, and he's playable here. It's definitely an A. Next up, we have Star Wars Jedi Knight. It's not a game that I've played, but I've seen a lot of the cutscenes from, and this is probably one of the more unique games in that sense, because there is some animated stuff, sure, but there's also like a lot of just basic blue screen and real people recorded, captured, and then put into the game. Jarek is a serviceable villain, but what he's tied to is very compelling for me. And that's one of those places that I really want to see explored in canon as well. I, I will defer to you in the overall ranking, but my initial gut is a B. These games not haven't necessarily aged super well 
but I do appreciate Dark Forces 2 for what it did, especially with the Jedi Knight title. This game really transitions us from Kyle in Dark Forces, where it's mostly FPS combat, and then you get into Dark Forces 2, and it's one of the first video games to ever have third-person lightsaber combat, which is was huge for Star Wars video games. And we even got a DLC for this game with Mara Jade. Jarek is an Inquisitor, which is really interesting because we get to see early Inquisitor stuff. I think I'd give this game an A because of because of all that. But another game that we have here to rank, Empire at War. It's a fantastic game that I wish they would make something like this again. There are so many different story elements inside this. The gameplay is excellent. It still holds up well today. There's still a good modding community and a huge fan base for this game. So with all that said, I think Empire at War, I actually think it's probably an S tier. I think it is so much better than than TIE Fighter and Rogue Squadron, Jedi Knight, Dark Forces 2. Yeah, I'm in full agreement of it being an S tier. The modding is the biggest thing because I there's so many Star Wars channels, so many Star Wars channels that are dedicated to uh, naval warfare, to galactic conquest, to the comparison of canon versus legends forces. All right, next up is the fourth in our Kyle Katarn video game series, and that is Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. You can see Luke and a lot of his other people in the Academy. I do remember this being like the pinnacle of lightsaber fighting, even today, for some people would argue. This is the closest thing even today, other than maybe a Jedi Fallen Order. And honestly, not even Jedi Fallen Order. This is probably the max you can feel to be as a power user with your lightsaber and with the force. I'd give it an A. I would too. I've played Jedi Outcast more recently than I have Academy, but these were two of my childhood games that I really, really enjoyed. At Jedi Academy allows you to completely customize your Jedi, like top to bottom. It is the first one that you don't play as Kyle. So that is an interesting element to it. It's really, a lot of people just like to call it Jedi Academy because it really doesn't have anything to do with the main Jedi Knight series. But Kyle is still in it as an NPC. This is a really great game. And I think as we get further and further away from its release, as we start to see things like you mentioned, Jedi Fallen Order come out, this game has gotten a lot of retroactive love. So next we have a very controversial game. And I think nowadays it's not nearly as controversial as the first year when it came out. Star Wars Battlefront 2 2017. Star Wars Battlefront 2 2017 had one of the worst launches in video game history. And EA, to their credit, turn this into arguably the best Star Wars multiplayer game ever. I mean, in terms of modern context, it is the best Star Wars multiplayer game ever. But this game's got it all, and it has very, very strong flight simulation combat. It's got wonderful ground combat. The hero modes and stuff are really excellent. So many different abilities and customizations for your characters, as well as so many different varieties of characters and, and upgradable characters, like anywhere from commando droids to super battle droids to Republic commandos. Like everything is really included here. The maps are incredibly detailed and a lot of fun. Hesitating to say this because, you know, it has been a game that was so divisive on launch, but I think this game has really become an A tier game. It is a fantastic Star Wars multiplayer experience. Yeah, no, I agree. Again, like 2015 Battlefront, there really isn't much story here. If there's one thing that EA and DICE had managed to do is to make these games look incredible, look so realistic. However, we started getting a lot of prequel content and it was right around that time where the prequel reputation had just suddenly started shooting up again. Mixed bag when it should have been something even greater. I'll say bottom of A, but I'm totally fine with it being a top of B. This next game is one that we also reviewed on our channel. 
and it is Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. I'd say this is a game that I was very hyped for, but the delays were incredibly frustrating. It is it is good. It's it, I'd say it's very good, but I don't know if it's my age or may, I don't know if the game hits for you the same way or not, Liam, but but it had a potential to be something massive. There's some very strong elements like the open world system flying around. But I got frustrated by like the fact that like some of the violence got kind of dumbed down and simplified. Like they simply cut some things that were there in Complete Saga. Bottom of A, B plus for me. I think there is a lot of fun to be had, but also you have to be in the right age and mindset for it. I agree on the age point. I think for me, if this game came out when I was, you know, eight or nine, like uh, Complete Saga did, this would be my favorite Star Wars, Lego Star Wars game. It is the best Lego Star Wars th- game, I think, personally, on a on a gameplay standpoint, on everything. I think it's the best. I'd put it in A still. I, I think it goes up to around here, around the Rogue Squadron level. I, I would put Battlefront 2 higher than it. But I think, I think what this game does well is it improves on everything that we've had in the Lego formula, which I've played many of the Lego games. I've played Lord of the Rings. I've played Pirates of the Caribbean. I've played Indiana Jones. I've played all the DC ones and some of the Marvel ones. This is the best the Lego format has been since it was like originally beginning. It is at that level for younger audiences. And I think I didn't put the amount of time that I would have back for the complete saga into this, probably because I'm a little older. So next we have Star Wars Battlefront, the original 2004 Star Wars Battlefront. And this game gets a little forgotten, in my opinion. And when we talk about Star Wars video games, we talk about Battlefront 2 because it is such a massive step up every single way the original concept it works so well there's some incredible maps here that aren't in star wars battlefront 2 i particularly loved the uh, naboo map with the gungans and the grassy hills and the plains it's a pretty plain map but i i always dug that one i like the ones where you could fight the npc armies as well i'd give this an a as well i know we're doing a lot of a's i think for the legacy this has got to go up an a I'd probably put it right behind Rogue Squadron. I mean, I agree. All your points. Uh, online gaming had just kicked off, and Star Wars jumping into the fray could have been messy, but it was pretty solid. I think the one thing that it's that's part of its underrated legacy that is also it of in of itself underrated is like the team tactics that you could use online. And yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I agree vehicles with your that you could fly in uh, in map too, and that was not in Battlefront. Too. Yeah, that, the ground tanks and stuff, but those were in this this one too. That's there's just things that I, I still don't understand why they weren't in the more beloved sequel. Our next one here is Star Wars Racer. And I I have to admit, I have a complete blind spot here. This is a really, really fun game. We could include the Racer arcade game in here, which was also very cool. More uh, first person, like actual sit in the pod racer in the arcade and play that game. This is probably a B tier game. I almost want to put it in A for Legacy, but I, I we have so many things in A. And I think in terms of gameplay and stuff, this is this is probably B tier, but it's it's a really, really good Star Wars game. And it's super fun. If you like racing games uh, Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy, the next Lego Star Wars game we have to talk about Lego Star Wars 2 not only featured the original films. This was one of the highest reviewed Star Wars games when it came out. I think it got better reviews, honestly, because of the hate around the prequels at the time. But this does a lot of things to improve the original game. It adds customizable player characters, which were really cool. It's a bit bigger and better overworld and hub world. I, I'm torn here because I, I think it is definitely a step down from Skywalker Saga. So I, I feel like it should be top of B, 
but it is a really solid game in its own right and helped pave the way for stuff like Complete Saga and Skywalker Saga. I, I would say top of B for me. I agree. It's not a game I remember, and there's really there's really not much like gameplay improvement here. It is just a hair. It's like a reskin, but with the characters that you love more at this point in time. Customization of the characters, that's something that Skywalker Saga doesn't have, and that frustrates me. Again, it's it's not like a huge step up or anything. So B, B for me, B plus. Our next game here is Star Wars Bounty Hunter. And this is like really the most Jago content we've ever gotten. There is like the origin of the dual curved lightsabers that Saj Ventress uses. Those are Kamari Vosas. We get to see a lot of Zam Wessel. The animated animatics are like, they're not incredible to look at today, but they're, they're still not bad. I would say they're like pretty good. I like the art style quite a bit too. The camera sometimes is a bit wonky, I will admit, but... I, I think it's one of the more underrated Star Wars games. I would honestly push for an A-, minus, but I'm, I'm open to whatever. Gameplay alone makes me want to drop it in B. This is a game that I definitely had a hard time playing as a kid because it, it is a janky, it's a janky game. Yeah. But there are a lot of cool power, like the jetpack, all of that stuff is really cool and it's here and it works decently well. I'm interested, they also just remastered this one. So I'm interested in seeing if they improved any of the controls at all because... The controls were always the thing that threw me off with Bounty Hunter, but the story is really good. I completely agree. It's one of the most underrated Star Wars video game stories. It's a mediocre game with a really solid story. Uh, next is one of my first video games I ever played. I got a Nintendo GameCube for Christmas in 2004, and one of the three games I got for Christmas that year was Star Wars Rogue Squadron 3 Rebel Strike. This is a game I've played dozens of times. It is a lot of fun, and admittedly, it is the worst of three Rogue Squadron games. It adds a ground combat mechanic, which works well when in vehicles, but doesn't necessarily work as well when you're running around actually shooting. The third-person combat is actually pretty terrible. Flight simulation combat, still as great as ever. Better graphics than Rogue Squadron 2 and 1. Still, though, I'd definitely put it at the top of B compared to the games we have here. I think it's it's a really solid like top 25 Star Wars game of all time. Yeah, I've always heard that this one was the one that people were somewhat just disappointed by. I think for people who are still fine with the arcade style, but still want some tactics and some difficulty, this had just kind of lost all grip on that. So yeah, I would say B. Next up is Shadows of the Empire, the video game, part of the Shadows of the Empire initiative. Set between episode five and six. I know some people said that some of the levels are hard or some are just comical. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have any strong feelings about this game. It feels almost forgettable for me. I don't know if it's a C, but I I would say I like I like his droid companion. I'd say that's my favorite part of the whole thing. But other than that, maybe a B or C. This is a game I really want to replay on PC because I played the Nintendo 64 version that doesn't have any cutscenes. This is a game that admittedly, like people love this game because of the first level, and it was the first time we had done Battle of Hoth. And that's a, actually a really solid level. Dash Rendar is a cool character. I really the story here i do like that it connects and it's the really the only time we've ever seen star wars do this and i'm hoping high republic starts to do this because we're getting acolyte and all that but the fact that we got a star wars video game comic book and book all connect was really really cool i would put this game in b for its legacy next up is dark forces this is the first game in the dark forces series and it was the first ever star wars first person shooter 
and for that alone, its legacy definitely lives on. I like this game. It definitely is the worst of the Dark Forces games or the Jedi Knight games, if you want to call it. It doesn't have the Jedi element as well, so it's missing that. I'd put this in B. I think it has strong legacy. It's a decent game, but nowadays it's definitely the worst of that series. This was Star Wars, but... You know, like a Star Wars skin on Doom. That's how a lot of people describe it. But I mean, yeah, it's brought Kyle Katarn and his impossibly large bag of weapons that he somehow carries around. And yeah, I mean, it's a fun game. I, I'd say Legacy B, but like, yeah, uh, it, it, it is what it is. Our next game is Lego Star Wars 3. And this is like one of the more forgotten of the five Lego Star Wars games. This was only covering the first two seasons of Clone Wars. It's got great things in it. It's got the hub worlds. It's got some insane action. The set pieces are so fun. It's still a good Star Wars, Lego Star Wars game. It's just not as fun as the other ones are out there. And the content is pretty low. I'd put like a bottom of B. It's it's nothing special. I'd put it at top of B, actually. I I think because it has a very, very low legacy in terms of like Star Lego Star Wars games, because it, it definitely is the most forgotten Lego Star Wars game. But it adds so much. There are so many features here that are not in any of the other like Lego games in general. <laughs> they would have waited or continued to update this game with more and more DLC. They probably would have. That might have been their plan if this game was a huge success, but I don't think it was. But I do think it's one of the best Lego Star Wars games in terms of gameplay. I might put it like right behind Rebel Strike personally for me and and B. Like I think it's that good or maybe around racer bounty hunter level. I don't think I ever truly completed the game. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine with giving it up there. So next we have the most forgotten and we've talked about underrated Star Wars games a lot here, but... We've, this is the most forgotten Star Wars flight simulation video game. This is a Factor 5 game. Factor 5 are the people who made Rogue Squadron. Nobody talks about Battle for Naboo. And Battle for Naboo is a really, really great Star Wars action arcade flight simulation game. I would say I think it is better than Star Wars Rogue Squadron 3 Rebel Strike. I have more nostalgia for that game. Like I said, it was one of my first video games I ever got. But this game might be better, especially for it being on the Nintendo 64 in the 90s. It pushes that console to the limit. And it really does a good job of giving you another side and the Naboo perspective of a Phantom Menace. It might not be a perspective you care about or ever want to care about. It controls as well as Rogue Squadron does. And it does the ground perspective actually much better than I think Rebel Strike does. It's a really fun game. Very underrated. I'd actually put this at the top of B. I agree, actually, because I have seen enough gameplay where I was pretty surprised by the ground level stuff. It's pretty responsive as a game. I think the one criticism that people have always had is that it is a bit of a short game. The early 2000 equivalent of Star Wars Squadrons for us. I, I think that is kind of how it was. And that's why it's forgotten. Go with your ranking. I think it is very underrated it just needed more content and more than n1 and abu vehicles our next game is one of the oldest stars if not maybe i believe the oldest stars arcade game and that is stars atari <laughs> look the graphics aren't anything to talk about it is just literally lines i i will say it is a very smooth game i i it's something that i guess by limiting the graphics even for that time they made it very fun and reflexive like very responsive of a game i would give it like a, a b b i think maybe a minus if i played it enough but i'd say b for now yeah i'm going a for this one i i've actually played this game a lot uh growing up going to the santa cruz beach boardwalk every single summer 
they had a quarter section where you could play classic arcade games. And so my parents would give me quarters and I've actually played this game probably as recent as like 2019. <laughs> and I play this one every time I go in there. I love this game and it's super fun. You just keep doing the Death Star run over and over again. The music is excellent. I really love this game. And I, for 1970s, I mean, this is, this is fantastic. And I would, I'd put in an A. I mean, it's not a better game, I don't think, than Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. But I actually say I might put it above it. Like I have a definitely a big soft spot in my heart for this game. Another game that I think is super underrated because we talk about Star Wars video games being just the EA games, right? The the four EA games that we got between Squadrons, the two Battlefronts, and Je Jedi Fallen Order. And now we've had a Lego Star Wars game in this era. We don't talk about the VR games. And Vader Immortal not only is maybe my favorite story of any Star Wars game we've gotten in the Disney era, it's a really, really solid VR experience. Like, I really like this game. And I played it on PlayStation VR, which is definitely worse than oculus and i think it's it's a fantastic game all three parts i really like it force combat's good lightsaber combat's good uh, the story is really interesting and, and unique about vader trying to resurrect padme i'd actually put this in a i think this is one of the best star wars games we've gotten in the last like 15 years i agree i would also put this in a a minus i think the a minus comes from enough of the game feeling a bit like a tutorial at times like a tutorial for vr i agree the story with the whole corvus and everything like it is it is extremely intriguing i i don't know how our character really fits into canon because it's like uh there's a lot of things here that i'm like not really sure about in that regard and it's kind of forgettable because it's it, this was also a game that was like released in episodes or chapters i believe too before it's fully compiled from the gameplay i've seen i think it's quite good just stories wise alone all right so here is a game that i can re actually really talk about and it is Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, the video game. I remember I was in Dallas once visiting some family friends, and I was at their Costco, and I was like, I want this, I want this. And my dad's like, no, you're not getting it. <laughs> and I, I think it's because, like, the cover is, like, it's drenched in this, like, dark orange. That I And it was a rated T, I believe, too. So it was, it's one of those games that I was like, my dad was like, no way, like, you can't play this. And then, like, I begged him for months, and I finally got it for Christmas. But anyways, this game is extremely underrated and i i am emphasizing extreme because this is probably the best like video game adaption both story-wise and frankly i think the gameplay here is underrated it is there's some actual like difficulty i remember um once you get to the jedi temple with obi-wan he has to fight these super fast clone assassins the story is great here the expansion the alternate ending the graphics are actually not that bad either. A massively underrated game for me. I would put it top of A. I, I love it so much. I love this game too. I don't know if I love it quite as much as you, but I, I do have a lot of nostalgia for this game. It's a game I've beaten probably three or four times when I was younger. I love the battle mode. Super underrated battle mode with friends and multiplayer. Uh, and it's kind of like a fighting game almost in that battle mode versus the, the main campaign, which is yeah more like top-down kind of three-dimensional action adventure game i'm happy putting it in a and i'm happy putting it anywhere in the upper half of a because I, I do think it is super underrated i like it more than skywalker saga i know that we talked about the age okay. thing there but i i would still play this game because i think there's some okay. fun combos that you can hit in this game too so next we have knights of the old republic 2 the sith lords knights of the old republic 2 the sith lords i don't know if i'd say it necessarily improves on anything from kotor but it's as good, if not just slightly worse. And I think 
The story is fantastic still, introduces some incredible iconic Sith Lords, Darth Treya, Darth Sion, Darth Nihilus. Darth Nihilus is awesome. I love the story here, like the, the actual like continuity story from legends that's in here mitra surik the exile is a really cool character but i mean it's hard to it's hard to talk about mitra surik in this game because she is what you make her or if you want to be a him you can also be a him it's an s tier for me i think it's top of s for right now for me it is an a tier if we're talking about the base game because the base game is extremely messy and complete very glitchy but if you talk about the restored content mod it is probably arguably the best ever Star Wars game made. And it's, it is dark. It is really dark. The dark side path here is not classically bad either. There is enough of what you're doing here that you're just, you're devastatingly human. And the exile has always been described as someone just dealing with so much trauma and mistakes and guilt. But yeah, S tier easily. Our next game is Star Wars Squadrons, which as I mentioned before, it is just very underrated. Yeah, it, it was. it's a fun game. The campaign is nothing to, Really talk about but it has enough complexity that definitely pushed you as a tutorial service but the biggest drawback of this game is there's no real support to it it was sold for cheaper too it was like only 45 dollars or something bottom of a top of b for me i think mostly because it just stopped yeah this is again when we talk about star wars has such like a difference in in legacy versus like modern games that we've kind of we really skip like a lot of that middle ground the like transition period from the like playstation 2 gamecube xbox era all the way to what we have currently this game technically is easily the best star wars flight simulation game but i don't have really near as much attachment to this game as i do almost all the other flight simulation games i've played i do appreciate the more realistic look at flight simulation here especially when compared to like arcadey flight simulation like rogue squadron it's hard to compete with that so i i'm glad they went in a more realistic direction also cool that you can play vr on playstation i'm, I'm tempted in putting it in a because it's quality i think is up there i'd never think about this game there's plenty of games in b that i i think about more i would probably put this in b and i'm, I'm okay with putting it towards the top of b Next is Lego Star Wars, the video game, the first ever Lego Star Wars game. I mean, of course, this one's going to have plenty of nostalgia for me. I love this game. And as a kid growing up with the prequels and exciting that, like you mentioned earlier, Revenge of the Sith came out after this game came out. I was so excited to play it. There were so many cool things. It, it originated not just the Lego Star Wars formula, but the entirety of the Lego formula. This is the first like Lego franchise game. It is the worst of the Lego Star Wars games in terms of gameplay, in terms of features and everything, of course, because it's the original. I'd throw it in B for sure. And I, I have a hard time ranking it between Lego Star Wars 3 two and this one I, I definitely think two and three are better than this game this was like where every stars not even stars sorry every lego game really built off of the idea of lego star wars was huge for the lego franchise and for star wars and then to make us lego star wars the video game i don't think people expected this to be such a gangbusters hit and it was and so there's so much nostalgia there's so much legacy to it and for all Lego video games that have come afterwards. But is it a good game? I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I'd say it's good. It's not great. Middle of the pack B. That's that's where I'd put it. Next up is Star Wars Starfighter. Kind of don't like the camera angle that you play in. Like sometimes you're behind, just right behind, parked behind in the third person view. It was just one of those games that if you hadn't picked up some of these other simulator flight games, 
this would be fun for you. Otherwise, it just is what it is. I'd say bottom of B. I grew up loving these action arcadey flight simulation games. And so played all the Rogue Squadron games before I played these as a kid. And then when I found out, oh, PlayStation 2, when I finally got my PlayStation 2 as, as like an eight-year-old, <laughs> uh, finding out that a Starfighter and Jedi Starfighter game, I got to get those. And they were just just enough worse than the Rogue Squadron games that they were never one of my favorites, but I do recognize the merits behind both of them. They are still both quite fun. And if you're into that style of gameplay, like I was, I definitely had a blast playing them. I'd put this in B. I think it's still a strong game. I'd put it behind a lot of these games though. For Legacy, Shadows of the Empire is definitely better, but I think this is a better game. I, I might put it right above Shadows of the Empire personally. Next is X-Wing. X-Wing is the granddaddy of all Star Wars flight simulation action games. It's a good game. I, th I think it's definitely out of all the ones we're going to talk about today, all the flight simulation action games. It's the worst one <laughs> for sure. It, it's not aged well. And TIE Fighter has taken everything it did and did it much better. But it does have a great legacy. I think I got to throw it in B still. No disagreements there. It's graphically not great. It's gameplay not great. This is the first to many, right? And everything else stems from it. Our next game is another VR game. It is Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge. So it is one of those games that is purely in the sequel trilogy, except for it's like side missions that go back and you can experience uh, the certain Jedi, Addy Sun something. But it is one of those things that I only hear like, oh, like there's something new that came out for it every once in a while and some cool art. I, I would put it like, Middle of the pack B. I think that's a pretty fair place to put it there. I'd agree. I think it's B. You know, again, hard to compare modern games versus older games with Star Wars, but it, it creates a better VR world than Vader Immortal does. However, with some of the more traditional gameplay elements, like moving your character with joysticks and stuff and rotating the uh, the camera stick to, you know, aim and all that type of stuff, I, I definitely... Uh, admittedly get very disoriented playing this game like I can't play this for more than like 30 minutes an hour at a time it is a lot of fun though and very cool definitely a higher production value than Vader Immortal as well so I gotta give it a B because I think it's a really solid game and if I was more into VR I think I would I would like this more next one is the easiest one we have to rank on this list this Knights of the Old Republic this is an S tier to me this is the best Star Wars video game of all time it's a lot of what we talked about with KOTOR 2 but in the first game it was pretty much flawless upon release the combat hasn't aged great there is definitely things that date this game as an RPG back then this was one of the original RPGs that had a choice system it was one of the first Star Wars games that ever had a choice system and if you are somebody who's into gaming history I think you'll appreciate and love this game this is still a game that's always ranked on almost every list of top 100 games of all time not just Star Wars games it basically created Bioware and put them on the map makers of Mass Effect and stuff like that I absolutely love this game I've played it multiple times absolutely love this game top of S. Top of S, nothing more else to be said other than if this is a game that's more updated today than Empire at War, it might be this. I, I always, this, the KOTOR subreddit has updated graphics versions of like every mod that you want and you can push it to the extreme that you want or keep it as vanilla as possible. And our next game is Star Wars Racer Revenge. And I have played this one a little bit more than I have played Star Wars Racer. It's a fun game. I wouldn't say it's like a huge step up or anything. And I think that's why sometimes critics didn't like this game as much as the first one. We keep on saying it, but I think it's a very solid B. I agree. It's a very solid B. I have a lot of nostalgia for the game. I really, really liked this game as a kid. 
and uh, it's cool i always appreciate that you could play as like young jedi padawan anakin it's racer though but with better graphics updated for another generation and i i think it works just as well as racer the novelty wasn't there like racer was so i think that's probably why it didn't receive as good reviews i still think it's definitely worth a play and it's worth a b next is the most forgotten lego star wars game probably ever i feel like because at least clone wars kind of had an identity of its own but force awakens was very random and it definitely was released to capitalize on the hype it's a great game it's a really great lego star wars game it at it takes everything lego star wars and improves on it it is that bridge game between something like lego star wars 3 and the original lego star wars games and then eventually what we get in skywalker saga for me i don't have much nostalgia for this i did play it and i think i 100%ed it i can't say i like it more than any of the other lego star wars games it's hard when we're ranking all the lego star wars games i'm having a hard time putting them in an order i didn't actually ever play this game but i do enjoy what i've seen of it uh introduced some pretty interesting mechanics like the cover and shoot that has become a staple of skywalker saga and other games similar to it yeah, maybe it's definitely the biggest of... attraction is that it is just the force Awakens, seven, right? there are yeah. other characters but there's nothing else that has there's no other extra story there's no other extra anything except for force awakens other than like i think you can unlock 50 classic characters between one and two I, i'll give you that our next game is star wars rogue leader or rogue squadron 2 and this is the one that everyone says is the pinnacle of arcadey flight simulation this has some of the most difficult flight levels ever i see people today screaming throwing their remote controls at some of them and there's a if you talk about star wars games this has always been mentioned in like a top 10 top 15 so i think it is a very strong a i just don't have many strong feelings because i just personally have only seen cut scenes in gameplay for myself i'd put this in s for me, this is one of my favorite Star Wars games of all time. Very nostalgic. You could play as the Millennium Falcon. There's B-Wings, there's A-Wings, there's X-Wings, there's Y-Wings. It's a huge step up from the original. This is the one that kind of tracks you through the entirety of the original trilogy. I believe the first level starts with the Yavin Death Star, and then it the whole game ends at Endor. This one has all of the iconic stuff. It lets you play through everything. There's Hoth. It does the best version of Hoth. I love this game. It's it's an easy S tier for me. All right. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll give you S. No, no worries there. Next, we have Angry Birds Star Wars. With Angry Birds Star Wars, you know, we can laugh about it if we want to, but this was actually a really good game when it came out. Angry Birds Star Wars is a lot of fun. I played this game and, and beat it and played it a lot when it came out. Uh, it doesn't have much legacy to me. But this was a fun game. I'd put it in B. I think it's a fun mobile game. Never played it. Never cared to play it. Never wanted to play it. Sure. I'll give it a B. Next up, we have Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. This is like what people call the pinnacle of the entire series. This is probably the best mechanics gameplay-wise. And this is the last time you get to play with Kyle Katarn. Like a lot of these Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, whatnot, they haven't aged great. They're extremely, I feel like this one especially was extremely difficult to like play on modern systems before I finally got an official port over. I'd give it like a A, I think just from what I've seen. Yeah, I think this is an A tier game. Admittedly, this is a game I've had since I was little, but it is difficult. It's hard to play. And as a GameCube kid, and I don't know why they released this on the GameCube. It is super hard to control because it's an FPS. It's so hard to control on GameCube. Uh, And then I played it on Switch more recently. And I liked it a lot more. I think the best 
of the Dark Forces games. Kyle Katarn is Star Wars video games, or at least was the Star Wars video game character of really the first decade to 20 years, 15, 20 years of Star Wars video games. I've got to put this at top of A. I know this is in most people's ass. Next, we have Star Wars Trilogy Arcade. So the main difference between the Star Wars Atari Arcade was that was the 70s, like polygraphics, <laughs> straightforward kind of asteroid style Star Wars game. This is the one you've probably seen in your arcade. This is the one where you sit down. It's got the joystick. You can do it, some uh, flight missions. You can do either the speeder bike on indoor. You can do Hoth. And then you can do Battle of Yavin. And then you go some, to some ground combat and you shoot some stormtroopers with the joystick. And you can even do lightsaber duels against Darth Vader. You can fight Boba Fett. Arcade games are tough to grade with the rest of these. I want to say A because I love this game. It's super nostalgic. I'd probably say B. I actually will say A minus here. I actually do enjoy it. There's some weight to this too. Using the joystick, literally moving left and right to like deflect the Vader's hits and all that. Like it plays a trailer all the time. I remember when we were back at college at one of the movie theaters, they also had it there. It, it feels like one of the most well-crafted, at least graphically, arcade games that I've played ever from like that 90s era. So yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's incredible still. Next up is Star Wars Force Unleashed. And man, I think when I was 11 years old, this game was fantastic. Today, I don't really care much for it, but that's not to say there aren't some cool things. I think the campaign is pretty interesting. I wouldn't ever say underrated because people have always hyped up Star Trek. It, it tried. It, it really swung for the fences. I just think it swung a little too far with some of the power scaling and some of the story beats just like Palp and Palpatine bringing... Bail Organa to the Dead Star, like, come on. Like, I, I just, I, it jumped the shark a couple of times for me. But it's not a game that I think has aged too well. We've talked about this on stream before. The force powers in this game are great, but the lightsaber combat is actually not good in my mind. It's it's pretty okay at best. So somewhere in B, that's that's where I'd put it. Yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, it's very unique from Star Wars. It had hack and slash style combat, which... Um, I think works for this type of game. It's bombastic and crazy. The force powers are amazing. <laughs> and it, it's really built on that. Like it's unlike anything you go for. And I know uh, Hayden Blackman, when he was making this game, he said at Lucasfilm games or Lucas game, Lucas arts at the time. And he was like, I want to make a game that's just insane with the force powers. It's unlike anything you've ever seen. And this is what we got. And I, I love this game. It has a huge place in my heart. It was super nostalgic. Really dig this game. I want to put it in A personally at the at the bottom, but I'm okay with top of B as well. It's I, I think the story is actually pretty cool. I love Rom Coda and I, I do like the characters. There's some really cool Jedi that you hunt down in this game. Yeah, it's hard to fit in a continuity. It is the like most video gamey video game in Star Wars for sure. Next we've got Republic Commando Republic Commando is an excellent Star Wars FPS. It's got some really cool tactical mechanics as well. Squad mechanics, you can direct your squad. You can have them do different things. You can set people up in different locations to either uh, farm health or to provide cover for you while you're doing different things. I always loved that it had like the wrist knife before Assassin's Creed even came out. The cool like vibro wrist knife. This is an iconic, awesome game. People still love Delta Squad. And it led up to the novels, which we're all part of a huge initiative. This is my favorite Star Wars FPS for sure. I'd put it in S. I think I'd put it at the bottom of my S because I, I definitely have more nostalgia for Rogue Leader. And I think Empire at War is a better game. I would also go S all the way. Um, I agree with the placement too. It is one of those games that people really love. I want to play this game soon too, because I feel like 
with Scorch being named or like getting a poster in the Bad Batch, I feel like we're setting something up for like Delta Squad fully coming. I mean, we've seen them in the Clone Wars itself, but I think I think we could see like a canonized version of them fully brought in for like an arc of like the Bad Batch season three or something. I'd love to see Clone Force 99 and Delta Squad together just to see the differences between the classic clone commandos that we thought were the best of the best and then these more mutated specialized ones regardless still a game worth picking up even today our next game is unfortunately the force unleashed 2 now this game is short and the lore with it is just look i i think there's some really interesting things there with the cloning and star killer having a clone that has like these repressed memories that start to come back to him not a game that people really remember much for other than being like one of the final death knells of lucas arts games it just was so lackluster i i'd give it a c yeah i'm i'm tempted to give it a d because it was so disappointing but i think we don't worry we have a lot of our d and f tier games coming and c tier and when we look at the quality of this one versus some of those it's definitely a higher quality it's it's a game that i think Force Unleashed 2 improves on the gameplay and every single level. Like the, the force powers are much better and easier to control. Lightsaber combat's even better. Where Knights of the Old Republic 2 was a rushed sequel that was buggy, but as good in the storytelling department and in the gameplay department copied a lot of the same things over and to be almost on par with the original. This was a rushed sequel that was worse in almost every way except the gameplay. And, and it's funny because the Force Unleashed story is definitely the thing that carries original so i think i'm happy with this as a c-tier game but next we will have a game that's definitely not c-tier it's lego star wars the complete saga we've talked about all the lego star wars games up to this point just to get to the pinnacle of lego star wars games and this is still that for me i you know skywalker saga lego star wars 3 lego star wars the force awakens all better games for sure in the gameplay department but this game is the most nostalgic lego star wars game it's the bar in terms of what Lego Star Wars games could do and be. It was such a huge step up from the first two, while also taking everything those two games had and improving them tenfold, adding so many new elements, a big, huge open hub world. You know, maybe in terms of quality, I don't know if it quite reaches the S tier. It might be upper A, but it's an S tier game in my heart for sure. I want to give it an S. There's not really much to it other than packaging together. Lego Star Wars 1 and 2. I know they had some extra special missions at Mos Eisley Cantina, like for the Bounty Hunter stuff and all that. I I think it's a top of A. I don't think it's an S. The next game is Star Wars The Old Republic. Look, this is the MMO that people talk about still because it is the only continuing Legends content that we're getting. And it's supposed to be our KOTOR 3 replacement follow-up of sorts. And it's not that. And it makes some key changes to the lore of the exile and revan that i don't really like i'd say it's an a i think just because of how expansive and huge it is and how it is like the only thing between the end of the lucasarts era and the disney takeover in of itself you have to give it some respect there and it's legacy till this day so yeah i'll say middle of the pack a i'd agree with you uh this is the game that i played immediately in 2011 slash early 2012 when it first came out this is a great game i it's a legacy is huge and i think that is something we can definitely talk about i have not come anywhere near beating the entire thing this it's a world that has a lot of cool really interesting mythology and i appreciate it still as a legend's 
sandbox because right now they can even go crazier than they wanted to before because they know it's not in continuity, right? So they can do whatever they want. I appreciate it for the trailers alone. I mean, this is this is an S for the trailers. The game, yeah, I, I think it's an A, even without having put too much time into this. I, I would say it's A. Next, we have Angry Birds Star Wars 2. Angry Birds Star Wars 2, I felt like it was it was kind of an afterthought, personally. It's good. It's like, like Angry Birds. I think it's better than Force Unleashed 2, but it's a C tier. It's not anything special. Sure. Let's go with that. I will never play this. I never want to play it. <laughs> Next up, we have Star Wars Battlefront Elite Squadron. This is for PSP and DS. I'd say the best and most interesting thing was like the story with X1 and X2 and how they are brothers who are clones, but not Django clones. And But I'd say this is still like pretty unique for a handheld game. Bottom of B somewhere, I guess that, that's where I put it. Yeah, I'd put it at the bottom of B too. I enjoyed this game growing up. Maybe it was just because I could play PSP Star Wars, but I liked it. I remember it added vehicle combat, like space combat, compared to Renegade Squadron, so that was a cool step up. It had better controls than Renegade Squadron. You also could play as heroes with lightsabers, I believe, in this one, and I don't think you could in Renegade Squadron. So, anyway... I'd put this, yeah, maybe dead bottom of B or just above Angry Birds. But moving from one of the more forgettable Battlefront games to the best Battlefront game of all time, in my opinion, Battlefront 2 2005. I've sunk hundreds of hours into this game with friends. It's one of my favorite video games of all time, not just Star Wars games. Personally, you know, if we're talking about Star Wars games, this is probably my favorite. KOTOR is easily the best Star Wars video game. And even KOTOR 2 is probably better than this. I'd probably put this, though, for me in the S tier above KOTOR 2. I love this game. It has such a huge place in my heart. And I just played the Xbox version. So the original Xbox on my Xbox Series X. And there was extra content that I didn't even know was in the game. So it was like rediscovering the whole game for the first time. You could play as Kit Fisto with his shirt off from the Gindy Tartakovsky Clone Wars. You could play as Asajj Ventress. And you had some maps from the first Battlefront were back, like uh, the Cloud City map. Not the Cloud City platforms, but the Cloud City main map. Yeah, I mean, it is an all-time classic for me. I have so many memories of like playing Galactic Conquest and lasting like whole rounds where the other team got like some stem or something to keep their health up. The Jedi Temple, they're just running around and flying in the air with Mace Windu. The campaign is also quite solid. I think that they put tomorrow more since narration. It is, especially now how we look at it in canon, it's... It's limited, but it's also more grounded in a way. Bottom of S for me, I think it is below Republic Commando. Yeah, I got I to gotta put it higher than that. I got to at least put it in the middle, maybe above Empire at War. I'm okay with that. It's so good. It's my favorite Star Wars game. Um, <laughs> I, I, I want to say Empire at War, just with the modding today, still has continuous legacy. It's great, like, got great yeah, cover art. Got a great cover art, though. It does. It's the. It's got the... It's the best Star Wars multiplayer game of all time versus an RTS game that it does have great modding. It's a great game. It's a more in-depth game, but this has, a, I, I, pref, I like the story mode. I can't, I can't put it above Empire at War. I've not put enough hours into Empire at War to even come close to putting it up there. I got to put it at three. I, I think that's good. Uh, I would say that's good. Okay, fair enough. I, I, can, I can respect that. Our next game is Star Wars Battlefront Renegade Squadron. It, it feels like one of the best examples of how boring games sometimes were on the PSP. Elite Squadron at least had something more appealing, even if it was a little bit more off the walls. Yeah, I mean, even the space combat here, just, it's very jittery. I would honestly say C tier. I'll say C tier as well. This is my least favorite Battlefront game. I don't know. I played this when it came out, the year it came out, and I just ne never stuck with me. I remember being kind of hard to control because it was a shooter on the PSP, which only had one joystick. So it had a weird lock-on feature that was just difficult. I never 
dug the story as much. It's it's simple. It's I think it's more grounded story. It's a more realistic Star Wars story than Elite Squadron, but it wasn't as cool to me as a kid. Next, we have the last Battlefront game we are going to talk about, and that is Star Wars Battlefront 2015, a game that had some really excellent multiplayer, no single player at all, one of the biggest disappointing factors of this game. The other disappointing thing about this game was this came out in a time period when people did not want anything to do with the prequels or anything else in Star Wars besides the original trilogy. Particularly, there's like a survival mode with a bunch of different objectives that you have to do that my friends and I did a lot in college and we ended up beating all of them on like the hardest difficulty. But personally, this was a very disappointing game. I, I want to put it in C for disappointment. Its quality is better than a lot of things we have in B. The, the lack of content for any other era of Star Wars was always super frustrating. The fact that we had Greedo as a main character that you could play and you had no Anakin or Obi-Wan or anybody like that was really dumb. One positive, there were two things that might make me bump this actually into B. And that's on the PS4 Special Edition. There is a VR mission that is a bit of a prequel to Rogue One. It's a very cool little VR mission where you can fly in an X-Wing. The second thing is this is the only game that has Rogue One content. You can fight on Scarif and you can play as Krennic and Jin. Yeah, I really loved playing this game when it came out. Yeah, I don't know. I'd always only really play the Jakku maps. I thought all the other maps were kind of average too, honestly. I, I would honestly say bottom of B. I mean, more than the other Battlefront games here. Our next game here is... Disney Infinity 3.0. I never got around to playing for it. I remember this being extremely popular and I was very shocked that Disney Infinity's got canceled. But I guess at this point, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of disappointing. I wish that we could have seen it keep going. I don't know enough about this. I would say it's better than C, but it, it, maybe it is. Yeah, I'm going to say bottom of B. It's, I am one of the few people that played this. <laughs> and funny, funnily enough, this game went for prequel characters on launch, which was nothing in Star Wars around this time. Like this came out in 2015. I believe. So nothing in Star Wars at this time was prequel related at all. 3.0 never cut on for some reason. It's a fun game. Every time I played it, I've enjoyed it. I'd put it in B. Let's move on to Jedi Starfighter. Jedi Starfighter, I think is the weakest for me out of all the Starfighter games. One thing I like about this game more though, is you play as Adi Galia the whole time. And it's a lot of fun and cool that you got an extra little side story to attack the clones. On the flip side though, I do think it's a little bit of a worse game. I'd put it kind of mid to bottom of B around the like Super Star Wars or X-Wing level. You do have a returning character from Starfighter, which is fun at least like there is some continuity. Yeah, it, it, it seems decent. <sighs> I can't say I've ever played it near bottom of B though. I don't think anyone really thinks about this game too much. Next up is Star Wars Connect and Star Wars Connect was like one of those games that was hyped and then it was just really bad. Like I, I think the only thing I can really remember is like Cloud City Lando dancing and Han dancing and I, it looks like Liam has a lot to say so I'll just pass it over to him. <laughs> So, I, I mean, I think as we've gotten through this list, you guys know how far I've gotten with uh, that. I'm a, I'm a gamer. I get these things when they come out. Like I, I had a connect <laughs> and this was so bad. This is the worst Star Wars game I've ever played. Like it doesn't work. First of all, that's the worst part. The things that do work, like the dance off thing is just the most ridiculous. I'm Han Solo, the greatest song in Star Wars history.
Yeah, it's F tier. Star Wars Lethal Alliance is one of the most forgettable PSP, DS, mobile type games I've ever played. I'd put it in C tier. It has a story I don't remember at all in gameplay that I was never a huge fan of. Street savvy Twilight lady who just goes through all these different missions that are Rebel Alliance oriented. And though, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a C because I think this next one is also a D tier game and that is Star Wars Obi-Wan. God, I hate the controls and I hate even more the camera. I don't know what is going on here. They tried to tell the story through Obi-Wan's perspective in the Pan of Menace, but a few times I picked it up, I did not like it either. So I'd give it a D. Yeah, I'd say DRF. This is a terrible game. I love Obi-Wan. He's my favorite character. This game's awful. It's so hard to play. The controls are terrible. I don't know what they're doing. And uh, I never liked the color scheme. Obi-Wan has a blue lightsaber. Why is everything green? Is it just because it's an Xbox exclusive? Star Wars Trilogy Apprentice of the Force. It's a very random GBA game that I had. It was a. It's kind of in the vein of Super Star Wars. I never liked it, though. And I don't think it's as good as Super Star Wars. I'd say C tier. I don't have good memories of this game. I don't know. I'd, I'd give it a D tier, honestly. I don't really care much for it. The next game here is Super Star Wars Super Bombad Racing. And I actually have some memories of this game, which is, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I, I'd give it like a C. Yeah, I actually was going to say C as well. It's it's a Mario Kart ripoff. It's not horrible. Right in the midst of, I told you this list was super random, but right in the midst of all of the muddled stuff we've been talking about. We got Jedi Fallen Order, so. You've been waiting probably the whole video for Jedi Fallen Order. Here it is. Jedi Fallen Order is a really excellent game. It's the best Star Wars video game we've gotten under Disney. It's a great single player game with a solid story. And I got to give it to the gameplay as well. It's an excellent game. I really, really enjoyed it. I think amongst Star Wars games, it's probably in the S tier. For me, it would be at the bottom of the S tier. See, I think it's one of those simplistic stories that works if you're in the right mindset i really love the characters the planet design is wonderful but i don't love the map the map you can just get stuck on so often on where you are inquisitors are also awesome here if this is a stepping stone for the fully evolved version and more jedi survivor so be it but as it is on its own, it's still incredible. Very solid S tier. Our next game here is Star Wars Battle Pod. And I've, I've got to play this, I think, once or twice. It's like a deluxe version where like it closes around you and there's like air and wind and sound. I don't love it, though. I think the concept when it was being put out there and trailers for it make it seem a lot cooler than it actually is. I did honestly say bottom would be our top of C. I, I, I am kind of disappointed by it. When you play in the actual pod, I know they've they've downgraded a lot of these to just like the standard arcade machine and that is not the way to play this this is an, an awesome experience in the pod honestly if it wasn't so expensive i might put it higher it's like three bucks or four bucks every time you want to play but it, it doesn't have that nostalgia for me i would put it at the bottom of b star wars the clone wars jedi alliance jedi alliance was a ds exclusive i believe i thought the story was actually pretty cool with this this had night sisters and it was actually a night sister story before we ever got that in the clone wars show itself the game though not very good i'd say it's a c tier you know i i like the visuals i like the like landscapes for a ds game i guess i didn't have many expectations again i don't like i don't like the combat c tier sure our next game is again star wars the clone wars but it's star wars the clone wars republic heroes c tier nothing too it, it, for being a console game i think it is kind of bad though yeah it's definitely a very bland and simple easy game it's probably why i liked it as a kid <laughs> and i'm sure it's nothing special today i really don't want to go back and play it <laughs> uh i put it maybe mid mid c next is a game that i actually really loved growing up this is star wars the clone wars even though it was a tie-in to the gindy tartakovsky clone wars it came out like right before that series started and right after attack of the clones started it ties in with the attack of the clones the beginning 
of the Battle of Geonosis. It's like how Mace Windu gets to the arena. There's a lot of stuff like that. But it's not a very good game. It's not. And it's super short. That was the thing that always bugged me as a kid. Is This is probably like a five-hour campaign. I got to put it in C tier. I don't know, actually. Maybe I'd put it ahead of Star Wars Infinities. There's not much to it. And I do like the concept of the Dark Side Reaper. Yeah, I guess I'll give it top of C. Last but not least is Star Wars The Clone Wars Lightsaber Duels. And you know what I remember from this game is literally them showing you the tutorials with Anakin holding the Wii remote. Not great. Bottom of C. I was going to say bottom of C also. This was one of those super disappointing Wii games I got because I didn't know what good video games were back in the day. It, it was advertised as like, oh, you can play, you could duel with your lightsaber on the Wii remote. So, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, I can do all these tricks and spin. No, it's so simple and basic. It's a very bad fighting game so i'd say bottom of c i think i'd rather play super bomb bad racing that's gonna do it though for our tier list so we ranked a lot of star wars games over 50 star wars games let us know what you thought of our rankings did we put some of your favorites too low did we put some of your least favorites too high let us know in the comments below again if you haven't liked the video please do so comment below subscribe to our channel for more star wars video game content april is a huge month for Star Wars video games on our channel. You can check the community polls. We are doing our Star Wars community bracket for video games right now, and a lot of these games are on there. So if you want to make your voices heard, if you didn't like where we ranked some of these things on the tier list and you want your voice heard, make sure you're voting in those polls. Our bracket video will be coming out for that at the end of the month, as well as our coverage beginning for Jedi Survivor and eventually a review for Jedi Survivor when we get to that game, as well as continued Jedi Fallen Order streams every single Friday up until we get to Jedi Survivor. Thanks so much for watching, and we'll see you next time.